When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And I'm Brittany. We are the okayest moms, but we're also creatives, businesswomen, and best friends. This podcast was created as a community for the modern mom. We know you're doing your best despite the conflicting messages that you aren't doing it as well as someone else. We believe in self-care, mom friends as our sanity, and that motherhood looks different for everyone. Most of all, we believe that you are more than just mom. So join us as we talk about a range of topics from motherhood to frivolous reality TV and everything in between. Welcome to the OKest Moms podcast. Hey, everybody. We are back from our little hiatus, our little sabbatical. Sabbatical sounds so <laughs> official. Well, we're academics, so. Mm-hmm. Academic AF. <laughs> How are you doing? Feeling rested and just fresh as a daisy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it was no time away at all, but all of the technical issues we've had starting <laughs> this up feels like we've been gone for a year. <laughs> In a way, it's like nothing ever changed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this episode is going to cover kind of, I mean, this is just going to be a hodgepodge. It's going to be a little bit of everything, kind of catching you up on our transition to summer and talking about some things that have been going well these days and things that are making our summer mom life a little bit easier and we're also going to touch on the pandemic a little bit as well because what would a podcast episode from us be if we didn't mention the p-word <laughs> the pashmina <laughs> yes the pastrami sandwich we have been in <laughs> do people know what what that is i feel like if you're not on tiktok i feel like you wouldn't understand that yeah, no, every time I would use a P word for the pandemic on Facebook, no one knew what I was talking about. No. So. so people started doing that on TikTok because every time you'd say pandemic, you'd get hit with like the COVID-19 flag and like, you know, like they would flag it as like, are you, you're speaking about the pandemic, therefore your information needs to have all of these disclaimers about like, if you're making up fake information. And so people started just replacing any P word in pandemic. So that's, if you're confused, that's what it is. So 
If you're not cool, like us. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, speaking of things the youths are saying these days, are you familiar with the term chuggy? I am. So my sister is 18, my youngest sister. I asked her about this. She had no clue. So either other millennials are playing a trick on each other or I am ahead of the times for once. Unclear. I I think I <laughs> I think this is just another made up word to make millennials feel like they aren't good enough. Isn't that like the story of our life? <laughs> We're like the middle children. So chuggy is like the new word for basic that apparently that's what Gen Z is calling millennials. So it's basically, it boils down to anything that's popular amongst millennial women. And most notably things like, you know, funny sayings about coffee, like don't talk to me until I've had my coffee or. But first coffee. <laughs> right. Um, any kind of like boss babe energy. It's pretty chuggy. Um, what else? I keep seeing toe. I keep seeing toe socks. Which it, is anybody wearing that anymore? Oh, that's interesting. No, sure aren't. Not since right. senior year of high school. Right. <laughs> so that one kind of stuck out to me. But um, I also read this interesting article that was saying basically this word is just another way to mock women because people have claimed like oh well, guys can be chuggy too and the things that were chuggy for a guy were like golf polos cargo shorts and it was like of yeah course. like like things that are just like like when has a golf polo never not been like in quote fashion for a guy right <laughs> so i mean the cargo shorts i get that's a little like out there but again like i don't know it's just another way to to mock us you know what you just like what you like and if you want to wear a t-shirt that says but first coffee you just keep living your life okay get it i do draw the line at like boss babe mlm energy though right no that's that's always a no but you know yeah. if you want to watch friends on repeat go ahead get it yep speaking of friends did you watch the reunion i haven't yet I'm not even, I am not a big Friends fanatic. Like, I'm sure I've seen every episode just because, you know, reruns and whatnot. But I watched it and I actually teared up a couple times. Like, it was very sweet to see them back together. And I think they really, like, that time in their life was special to them. And you could tell. It was it was better than I expected. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been kind of on the fence of do I want it is it going to be like one of those things that ruins it for me because the the new version isn't as good but okay because I would say I'm a like fan lowercase f I mean I watched it Mm. as it was live like I remember senior year of high school watching the finale and we actually re-watched it when right after I'd had Isla because AJ had never seen it. So we watched it from start to finish when he was home on his paternity leave. Cause I just couldn't believe he had never seen friends. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like 
I mean, there are some like super fans. Hardcore super fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, worth it. Worth a watch. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I'm skipping ahead. We're not supposed to talk about what we've been watching. Stick yeah. to the outline I spent all of five minutes creating today. God. Oh, maybe I should pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> so our kids have been out of school for about two-ish weeks. I think we might be on week three now. Why don't you go ahead and catch us up on what you've been up to since the end of school until now oh gosh well going back into like the last week of school we came back from our trip to Virginia our family trip to Virginia for my mother-in-law's celebration of life um two days before school got out so I feel like it was like a whirlwind last couple weeks of school um and we get back and it's like teacher gifts and field day and yearbooks and just, you know, all the crazy end of the year stuff. And it really just felt like it was a lot. Um, (laughs) So like the first week of summer, we literally just laid around and watched movies and did nothing. Um, And it was great. And then, oh God, what week are we in? The next week, the boys had a science camp that they attended 56% of (laughs) for various reasons. Um, I was actually really proud of Sully because he he went one day without his brother. He went solo. So that was a big step for him. Um, What else have we been doing? Oh, and then this week, Sully is in a baseball camp. And Harrison is hanging around and I'm trying to get work done in between, you know, requests for snacks and whatever. It's, it's, it's real exciting stuff over here. What about you? So we are currently in pool construction purgatory and (laughs) we are so close to the end yet so far. And I feel like I have been kind of planning around their schedule and when they may or may not show up, which is endlessly frustrating to me, but it is what it is. I'm trying to like channel my Zen energy. I can't make a contractor show up. I can't pour my own cement. I can't. It's it's just really frustrating to be here like the majority of the day, every day and stare at this giant unfinished project and like not have any, like, like I can't send the kids to the backyard because it's a construction zone. Like we can't swim in it because it's not an actual pool yet. Like it's just, okay, I'm going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. What I keep trying to remind myself is like, how do you complain about getting a pool? Like you, this is like the most ultimate first world problem. And I'm trying to just like keep it all in check. So well, you're you're being. You're, <laughs> I like how you're being realistic about it, but I can't imagine somebody telling you they're going to do something and then it ending up being a week later. It's so I just, annoying. I don't understand how you could be doing concrete for thirty years, and that's it's not an exaggeration. Like that's like legitimately how long this guy's been doing it, and you still don't know how to estimate a job. And it's not just like, oh, like we're a day off. It's like, he said he was coming last Wednesday. 
at the earliest, which so like he did give that caveat, but like, don't play with my emotions, man. (laughs) Like if you know, like he's like literally a whole week late, like he will not be here till Wednesday now. So how are you? He needs to learn that under promise and over deliver. Yes. (laughs) How are you that bad at estimating how long the job's going to take? I don't know. Anyways, I digress. Men, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're also um, in a very deep, dark Pokemon abyss over here. We are just like Ugh. eat, sleeping, and breathing Pokemon. And Isla will just come up to me and just start talking gibberish. And I'm like, are you having a stroke? No, she's just rattling off Pokemon names. I don't know what she's saying half the time. So I finally had to like have her prompt me with, mom, would you like to hear about Pokemon? Because otherwise I literally don't know what she's talking about. So, spoiler, <laughs> the answer is no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, it's been really low-key. I've kind of been really making an effort to make this summer kind of like a foot in both worlds kind of a scenario, you know, kind of easing our way back into social life and doing things, but also kind of wanting to hold on to this low expectation life for as long as we can. So what that looks like for us is getting out early in the morning when it's still relatively cool and going to a park because we have not for so long. And so we go tour different parks basically every day. The kids like pick one that they haven't been to in a while and we go there. And then I'm also trying really hard to focus on my fitness routine and like, you know, establish one. So <laughs> that's kind of been it really around here. Yeah, I feel that. I found myself looking at my calendar like, whoa, how did this all of a sudden happen? Like I I'll admit I've been excited to like put things on the calendar and like have things to do and I want to go places, but then I look at it and like, oh, we're we're back. Yeah, well it's we just haven't use that skill in a long time of remembering like on Thursdays there's this thing and so if you schedule something on a Thursday it needs to like fit with this thing it's just it's like that mental mind game of balancing all of the things that I I mean truthfully it's never very good at because I can never remember anything but I'm like queen of, of practice. I'm queen of double booking and I'm going to be really bad at it for a long time, I think. But I know um, we have both kids sign up for soccer, which starts basically the first week of school. So I know <laughs> that once things start, we're going to hit the ground running. I mean, hit the ground sprinting, I feel like. So I'm that's why I'm trying really hard not to like over schedule and plan a bunch of stuff and kind of just do like really low key park play dates. We do have one camp coming up in a week or two. Um, but to just cut and just to kind of have those slow mornings and which honestly means a lot of screen time, but oh, I don't know. Oh, same. No, Harrison's over here because Sully's in camp. I want to get some stuff done. I also have a book that I'm reading that I really want to read. And so Harrison's basically been on his computer making coding games. Um, But I mean, (laughs) I kind of make myself feel less guilty about it because he's like, you know, building something. (laughs) Right. Well, and I mean, like we are still doing other stuff. Like today we pulled all the boxes out 
of all the like random online purchases and we just the kids painted them in the driveway they like turned them into cars and stuff and I mean I literally have been saving trash for them to paint <laughs> which sounds really dumb but they, it's a great idea. they love it so whatever slap some paint on that old cardboard live it up you know get it love it so we are recording this on june 15th which is can we say that here's what i've been wondering when do we know the pandemic is over like is somebody gonna like is a groundhog gonna come out of his hole and not see a shadow and we'll declare the pandemic over like how does this work great question i i don't know it's certainly not over over like i feel like we are going to feel the effects of this for years to come like i can't imagine it just like well this is my issue with june 15th so in cal if you don't know in california today is the day that the mask mandate is done with it's the magic day but it's and i know they just they had to pick a day whatever people who are vaccinated do not have to wear a mask in public anymore uh, under most circumstances private businesses still have the right to decide if they right want in you healthcare to- you still have to wear them um there's a few other caveats i can't remember i did read it um <laughs> i, I uh, how do you feel Um, so I kind of keep forgetting that the kids aren't vaccinated. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, AJ, they're vaccinated. Everything's fine. Let's go. And then like, oh, that's right. You guys. Wait, this one age group is not. About that. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I, here's where I'm getting stuck with it is I would like to start getting the kids into more activities, like kid focused activities. Cause I will pay money for somebody else to entertain my child for 30 minute increments. So, so one of the things we've been trying to find is a place for them to do martial arts, because I feel like that would be a good outlet. It's physical because they're both pretty physical kids. They need that discipline factor. So anyways, so we're kind of shopping around for different places and for whatever reason, that seems to be an activity that doesn't believe in masks. And I get it because they're sweaty and they're running around and jumping and they're hot and it's uncomfortable. Like totally get that, but uh, they're still unvaccinated. And it's just, it's hard to like find that middle ground because I need these kids out of my face. Like, very badly but also I keep remembering like oh yeah I mean I hope if the hope is it's right around the corner end of August beginning of September is the last thing I heard um obviously there's been no hardly any like statistically very small um severe disease among this age group I I understand that um uh, well, I don't know. It's so just have weird. you listened to the, I think it was, I don't know, a recent episode of Pantsuit Politics and they had an epididymologist on and mm. she was talking about the difference between 
a risk and a hazard. And she was saying, the example she used was if you're swimming in the ocean, a place where you know sharks live, that's a risk. But if you are in the ocean and you see a shark, that's a hazard. And you like, obviously you don't want to be in there with a shark, but you know, swimming in an ocean that there is technically a chance, a chance. there could be a shark. So I feel like that has been really helpful for the kids. So I'm at a place now where I'm okay with them playing outside of the park with other kids that we don't know without a mascot. We're outside. The community spread in our area is very low, the lowest it's been in, God, what, a year? And I just feel like from our experiences and what we've seen, like you said, very low instances in their age group of like severely ill children even like moderately ill children, honestly, mm-hmm. I like that to me, it's a risk. It's not a hazard, but like being indoors in a martial arts place where everyone's like high yawing and like, I don't know, that feels a little more hazardous to me. I don't know. Maybe it's not much different, but what the hell do I know? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. It's all hard. That's definitely a hang up for me is that, it's all in the honor system. And (laughs) we know that in our area, people aren't really all that interested in being honest about masks and vaccinations and, you know, public health risk. So that is kind of my biggest hang up with it. But I, we are still for the, I mean, for the majority of the time I'm with the kids and especially these next few weeks of summer So because they have to wear one, I feel like I need to wear one because when they go back to school, they're going to be wearing them again. It sounds like that's not going to be changing. And I don't want there to be confusion because my kids are the type that if you let up and let them not wear a mask in one place, they're going to be like, well, remember that one time when you said I didn't have to. And I want to make this easy on the teachers come school time. So yeah. Well, we're just going to keep on keeping on. I know. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Um, also, so we're kind of the same, like outdoors. I'm much more, I, <laughs> this is my own problem. I still feel anxiety even when we're outdoors, but I know in my head, like it's fine if we're outdoors. Um, but we're not also not trying to get to 0% risk. You know, we know that there's risk involved and honestly, there's probably never going to be 0% risk from here on out. Um, we're all relatively healthy and, uh, you know, we're just calculated risk. Well, and that's what I keep trying to remind myself when I do feel like that anxiety swelling of like, oh, there's too many people in here or whatever, is that we don't have any pre-existing conditions or what were they called? Is that- mm-hmm you know, that are going to, we don't have any outstanding risk factors. We're not asthmatic. We're not, you know, any of those things. And so I'm, like you said, it's never going to be zero risk. So, but we have mitigated as many risks as we can. And we just got to make it the next couple of months till I can get these kids injected. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I was kind of hoping like toward the end of this, I would feel like some relief and like, like, yes, we did it. Like all the sacrifice from the year, like, good job. You know, I feel so proud of myself, but I haven't felt that at all. I just feel more worry. Um, you know what I heard today that was really fucking depleting? Oh no. In China. What's this new, um, 
variant that's going around? The Delta variant? Yes. Apparently, it's just uh, ripping through China. And there are unvaccinated people in China. Well, it's because we're hogging all the vaccinations. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. So, yeah, they're, like, down to, like, moderate level lockdowns. So, oh, my God. I'm like, no, if you guys haven't, if China hasn't learned anything, like, I don't, we're screwed. So, live it up while you can. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i don't even want to ask this question <laughs> since it's almost over fingers crossed what has the pandemic taught you so i know it's not over and i think there will still be realizations for many years to come but I do think that we should all start to get in this reflective habit about it because on some level, yes, others experienced it more or less than some, but we did all go through this collective trauma together. And I think if we just start reflecting about things, I think then eventually, hopefully we won't, we'll have learned from our mistakes. Um, so a couple of things I kind of, that came to my mind is that, you should make your home as comforting and inviting to you and your family as you possibly can, because we all spent so much time in our homes and there are so many things. I mean, I feel like everybody I know is doing some kind of home project renovation right now. And I think we all kind of sat around and looking at all the things we didn't like about our house. And now we're finally doing them. Like, why did we wait to do that? I mean, at our house, obviously we're doing the pool, which is a big giant project, but I've also done a lot of smaller things. Like I finally decorated our living room, which we've lived in our house for like five years. And part of that is because we had little kids who just use the couch as like the family Kleenex. But like, why did we wait so long to do that? Like we live here, we are in that same spots on the couch every night. Why did we wait so long to make it our own space? But then also on the flip side of that, I also realized I need to get out of this house as much as I possibly can. <laughs> so prioritizing more weekend trips or day trips and just changing our scenery as often as I can is such a mood booster, not only for myself, but for really everybody in our family. And then also this kind of so when school shut down Isla was in TK she had finished half of her TK year and I had volunteered for the PTC committee and was like also Nolan's team mom for t-ball and like I felt and we had had two kids in the sport at the same time for the first time like it felt like everything was like we were like thrust into big kid life and then so I did all those things for like two weeks and then, and then everything shut down. But it made me realize that I don't, A, want to do all of those things and B, I don't need to do them. So I, it taught me to be more protective of my time and to take a lot of the pressure off my kids. And it, I see now that school doesn't really matter. And I know, yes, learning matters, but how they're in school and how they're learning isn't as important as 
I would have thought without this happening. And now I truly see, especially after, especially last summer when there was this giant need to like, we need to pull together for the kids and we, you know, we want school to open and this is what we need to be doing in order to get schools open in the fall. And, and, you know, I'm the whole, remember that whole campaign of I'm wearing the mask for other people and not just myself. And it just made me see that it's such a cliche thing to say, but having like the kind kid, the nice kid who thinks about other people, that's the end all be all. It doesn't matter what their grades are. It doesn't matter how many sports they're in or whatever. Like I want kids who give a shit. And I think we all got a crash course in that this year. So. Yeah, I feel that really hard. Both of those things. Um, I think I'm just, I'm having a hard time processing it all. It does, you know, like it doesn't, not that it doesn't feel done. It just feels like if everything was so hard for so long, I just, I'm having a hard time crawling out of that. I think. And, um, I, when I think we're going to feel the effects of this. When I say that it's, we don't really know like how this is going to affect us personally, how it's going to affect our kids down the road, like what kind of adults are going to be and, and whatever they're going to do some quirky little thing and be like, Oh, I was a pandemic kid. Like, you know, like something, it's just, well, we know they're going to hoard toilet paper, gasoline. <laughs> they're going to wash their hands constantly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. I need to give that more thought though, because I do need to start giving like processing it. Brandon never takes her mask off. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, grandma's never sick either. There. (laughs) I you know what? I am here for the masks from like November to March. I'm I'm on board. Sign me up. We eradicated the flu this year with masks. We could do that every winter. Also, side note, I am very afraid we're going to get every little cold I know. And <laughs> disease there is. I'm still working through some things over here. <laughs> you can- <laughs> well, I think that's fair. I think to just even recognize that is a lot more than some are doing. I think, and we all know these people in our lives the ones that are trying to just push forward and act like nothing happened and whew, thank God that's over. I think those are going to, they're going to be the people who have the hardest time. You gotta, you gotta face the shit people. You can't just keep mm-hmm. sweeping it under the rug. Although I bet those are the same people who sweep everything under the rug. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, let's take a little break and we'll shift gears a little bit here. Talk about something a little more light and fun. And we're back. Okay. Summer stuff keeping us afloat. (laughs) Ready? Go. Okay. So let's start with our favorite topic, TV. What have you been watching? If you say America's Got Talent, I'm going to hang up this call. Oh, God. No. Why would you think I would watch that? <laughs> it felt like you were going to say something cringy. 
<laughs> no. Okay. So I binged Mayor of Easttown, which is like a, a true crime fictional series that um, Kate Winslet is in. Okay. Am I going to like this? You? No, probably not. Okay. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really good, like really well done. Obviously, Kate Winslet is amazing, and she has a Pennsylvanian accent in it. What the fuck is a Pennsylvanian accent? Did you? So, have you? Are you caught up on SNL? They did a whole skit about it. It was so funny. Is that like a Pennsylvania <laughs> Dutch kind of thing? Kind of like the the worder over in the worder, like that oh, kind of accent, like down by the creek kind of thing. No. <laughs> can't do it Tyler could do it so well but anyway that it's really good watch it it's on HBO okay no I will not watch that yeah <laughs> AJ would like it I'm sure he would we are almost caught up on Mythic Quest which is also an HBO series I was afraid that it was going to be a ripoff of Silicon Valley which I know you like um but it's not. It, it, the only thing it has in common is like it's like a tech company. It's called Mythic Quest. It's called Mythic Quest. It is about a video game company and like all the ins and outs of it. Um, the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of the main guys in that is in Mythic Quest. It's really funny. So, based just on that name, I would think you're talking about a show that airs on discovery that a 90 year old grandpa would watch every day i know i know <laughs> but it's not and you know who recommended this to me was um olivia who we've had on the podcast oh interesting okay yeah so it, yeah watch that it's good okay so we have been i have been re-watching i convinced aj to watch married to medicine for the first time because you have disappointed me and I'm pretty sure you bring this up every single episode. <laughs> it is now my life's work. If you aren't, if you love Bravo and you're not watching Married to Medicine, I don't, you need to look at your life. I need to set the record straight. I am watching it. It's just not at the rate She's, you no. would like me. <laughs> it's completely unacceptable. So we have been doing a lot of that. If you're looking for a good family show, which we're trying to do more of now that the kids are getting a little bit older, they still talk through it all, which is really fucking annoying. But <laughs> American Got Talent? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. No, we're watching Lego Masters. They just started the second season, which is really cute. Will Arnett kind of gets on your nerves after a while, but you can work through that because... I, it really is impressive what these people can build with Legos. Also, Brad Pitt is an executive producer on that show, which is oh. so strange to me. Oh, and you know what I watched? We need to talk about The Housewife and the Hustler. Oh my God. So if it you're not familiar. mind-blowing. That is an expose on Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and her husband, Eric, I almost said Erica Girardi, Tom Girardi. And 
Tom is a Q. So he is the lawyer who represented Aaron Brockovich, um, the San Bruno pipe, PG&E pipeline explosion, like lots of tragedies. He represents the victims. Turns out he's been fleecing them of all of their earnings. And these poor people have not a dime, not a penny to show for it. So naturally, Tom is being investigated and they're seizing his assets and all these things. But the question remains, did Erica know? Yeah, it's it's wild. I and I don't know. I can't answer that question because I can make a case either way. Totally. I think even if you aren't into housewives, I think you would find this interesting. This was on um, it was an ABC News special report, kind of like 2020 style. Pretty fascinating. It's kind of hard to watch because these people are it's the things that happen to them because of this man are just heartbreaking. We're talking it's orphans awful. and widows. I mean, come on. Awful. He's a slime ball. I and I'm really glad I watched that because when they're you're reading articles or whatever, it's kind of like all mucked up. Like you can't right. Tell the timeline. The timeline. Tell, yeah. Yeah. What what happened exactly? Like he stole money, but yeah. Like how how the hell would he do that? Right. And then it explains it really well. So definitely watch that, especially if you're a housewives fan. All right. You know what I've been doing a lot lately, actually, is reading. Oh, me too. <sighs> what have you been reading these days? Um, More murder I... books. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> like a fictional drama true crime book. Um, That's but I did... such a deviation for you. I know. <laughs> it's fiction. I don't want to read the real stuff. Mm hmm um, but I read Casey Wilson's book, The Wreckage of My Presence, and I just loved it. I I just started that on Audible. Is she reading it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, I definitely was like reading it in her voice in my head, which is, <laughs> that would be fun to listen to. Um, I just, I love her. I think she's hilarious. I think her story is really amazing and just to hear her write more about like some of her co-stars and um her co-host on bitch sesh which is a housewives podcast danielle i just i just loved it i'm not too far into it but it has gotten me through some some long yard work afternoons out and (laughs) getting ready for this damn pool I okay so last summer I read The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna which I loved it was so good it was about two sisters in Nazi occupied France and I then realized she has a new book out called The Four Winds and I thought oh my god I'm gonna love this I love The Nightingale so this one is about a mom in the Dust Bowl and they she has to move her family to California out of Texas and So I'm thinking, because I I like a historical fiction. You like the true crime fiction. I like a historical fiction. So I start reading and I'm kind of like, huh, that's kind of like the Nightingale. Okay, that's, you know, just a quinky dink. Then I'm reading a little more, a little more. And I'm like, bitch, this is basically the same book. She just swapped out the historical events and kind of 
change some characters around. And that, and so instead of two sisters in the four winds, it's a hesitant, nervous mom and like this like spunky daughter instead of the sister. I'm like, this is the same goddamn story. You just switched it around a little bit. So it's basically Kristen Hannah's like a Nicholas Sparks, and it's all just like a formula that she just plugs and plays. Well, she found a formula that works. So Obviously, why would you, it was just you know, it was just you, disappointing. Yeah, but then I read Brit. Shit, I'm like up her name. Brit. I read Brit Bennett's new book called The Vanishing Half, which is about twins who are very light-skinned black they live in this town in louisiana that is of all light-skinned black people and the twins run away long story short one of the twins ends up living her life passing as a white woman and it tells the story of the twins and i liked her writing style but i didn't love the book i felt like the characters could have been a little bit more developed and i kind of like the book ended and i was like wait what (laughs) <laughs> and but not like in like a way that like made you think more about the characters and like you could like decide your own ending it was like no like you kind of like glossed over some important parts so but then I realized that was her second book and she had written the mothers beforehand so I just finished the mothers today the mothers is so much better that was her first book and you can tell like she kind of I don't know if she rushed the second or like felt a lot of pressure. I mean, that happens often that the second thing somebody does isn't as good as the first, but the mother's was so good. Highly recommend that one. I'll have to look into that. I just started the woman in cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. And I know that this book was popular like five years ago, but (laughs) I just, I saw it at the library, like, oh, I never read that. I I wanted to read that. And so I got it. And it's so good so far, okay. but only about halfway through. So do you have um, anything else lined up? Mm, nope. Yeah, <laughs> Alrighty. Um, do you have anything you've been listening to? No, you know, summer has really cramped my podcast style. Oh, you know what? I did just finish up a podcast that I loved. Oh, actually, I have two podcasts. I forgot about the other one. So I shared both of these on our Instagram stories. But the first one, again, the historical, I guess it's nonfiction, but still. It's called, shit, what was it called? It's called In Plain Sight. Lady Bird Johnson. It's an ABC podcast. And she did, I guess it wouldn't be a video diary. <laughs> she, she recorded her, instead of like writing a diary, she recorded tapes. And so they're pulling out her, it's her, I'm not explaining this well at all. The podcast is excerpts of her diary and kind of details behind the scenes. Apparently she played a much bigger role in the Johnson presidency than anyone really knew before. And she was the first first lady to have a budget. And she had this whole, her whole like platform is beautification and people 
So the term used at the time was the ghettos, like the blighted ghettos. And what had happened was when the freeway system was built, it they purposefully cut it through different parts of different cities to segregate different neighborhoods. And her whole platform was to beautify the neighborhoods and give people skills and tools to beautify their neighborhoods because if they had ownership of the community that would make it better and blah 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 and she's actually a really big environmentalist and a lot of today's environmentalist policies are based on her and i don't know it was just really interesting i mean i'm always down for a boss ass bitch so and another one i've been loving is called called on our watch it's an npr podcast and records internal affairs records of police departments across california have been unsealed and are now available for people to look at so this npr reporter is investigating use of force in different police departments across the state and it is so infuriating but such a good listen to hear what is happening like it's literally me in the car by myself you know like when that happens saying what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think i can listen to that one no but it's it is it's a good listen very eye-opening very anger inducing but also you gotta you gotta hear these things important stuff yeah for sure All right. I promised easy breezy. That was kind of a heavy, heavy pod there. (laughs) All your historical fiction. I know. I'm sorry. And nonfiction. Listen, I'm just trying to learn from the past. Okay. God. I get it. I get it. Um, what products, things have you been loving? Anything making summer life easier, keeping these kids entertained? Well, I got myself a TikTok pool. So there's this pool that was all over TikTok for a minute that was from Sam's Club. It was, it's huge and it's only $30. It's shaped like a maxi pad it really with is. wings, <laughs> but those wings are where there's like a cushion where you can sit and like, like I can get my whole body in it. It's, it's pretty big, but it's like a blow up kitty pool, essentially for, for those of us who have it, don't have a hole in the back of our... <laughs> I, I'm going to get one and put it at the bottom of the goddamn pool. <laughs> please do. Please do. So that's been making life easier. And actually, we're having a tiny birthday party for Sully. Because um, we'll be out of town for his actual birthday. And we're going to blow that thing up and put like pillows and blankets in it and have an outdoor movie night. So it's also going to double as like a, a, a bed situation. Still sticking with that plan, huh? It's only going to be 109. <laughs> well, we might bring it in the, the playroom. Undecided. <laughs> what about you? So if you follow us on Instagram, you saw my kids leaving toothpaste all over the bathroom counter tantrum. And <laughs> I said that I wish somebody would invent a contraption that would limit the amount of toothpaste a kid could get so that they couldn't even make a giant mess that they were because they were so limited on how much toothpaste they could get that they could it would be impossible to even make a mess and 
a slew of you <laughs> messaged and said, duh, it does exist. <laughs> so I got this thing. It mounts on the wall. You screw the tube of toothpaste in the top and it's like a soap dispenser. Like you stick your toothbrush in the thing and it clicks and it pops out a little dribble of toothpaste. And so far so good. I mean, it's, it's been a couple days. Um, the reviews are very mixed on Amazon where I got it. I can link to the exact ones I got in the show notes. It says that the kids can still gunk up the actual dispenser thing with the toothpaste, but they just soak it in hot water overnight and it's no big deal. It's not like, you know, scrubbing an entire countertop. So mm, I'm yeah. excited. Great. I can't wait these to are, those. These are the things I get excited about in my life now. <laughs> Listen, I got little containers to put my Q-tips in and I like every time I look at them, they bring me such joy. <laughs> Just everywhere all over all the time. Wow. Just right. little things. So there's some <laughs> lowered pandemic expectations. <laughs> um, I do have a little spendier summer essential that's I mean really for me not anybody else it is the Peter Thomas Roth pumpkin enzyme mask Mm. it is amazing it's AHA and BHA based I don't know those are the ingredients I don't know it says those letters on the thing (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it smells like a pumpkin spice candle which is kind of weird in the middle of June but (laughs) It leaves my skin feeling so soft and it's kind of got, it's exfoliating because it's got little chunks in it and it just, my skin just feels so good after it. Oh, get it girl. Your skin has been glowing lately. <laughs> Clearly it's the pumpkin. Um, well, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw that I used the crap out of my bog bag in Santa Cruz. I am still loving it. We take it, we go to the pool or basically anywhere right now. It stays open. If you don't know what this is, it's like a bag made of crock material, <laughs> which sounds hideous. Uh, actually, it is hideous. I mean, it's <laughs> but... not an attractive bag. <laughs> no, not at all. But it's so functional. And I didn't think I would love it as much as I do. And Heather just got one. I did. So the thing with these bags is that the moms of Facebook have found out about them and (laughs) jacked up the prices on Amazon. Do Mm -hmm. not buy one on Amazon. And truth be told, a a friend of mine had one and I saw hers and I knew you had yours. I was like, shit, I think I need this. Did (laughs) Did I need it? No. Did I want it also a little bit because it was a sought after item? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but I mentioned earlier my two and a half week stint as team mom. I may or may not have volunteered myself to be team mom for Isla's soccer team because my dear friend and neighbor is Cody. Well, because our my neighbor and dear friend is coaching and she's oh. so sweet and I'm so happy she's coaching again because she's so great with the girls. And I feel like that is one small way I can repay her for coaching because listen, coaching children and anything is the worst. 
And if she's willing to do it, I am here to support her. And if that means I have to hunt people down for to pay me $8 for some fancy team socks, I'll do it. So that being said, I think this bag will be perfect because it doesn't tip over. It's sturdy and big and you can just look in it and grab what you need. You know, I, digging through a toe is just so irritating and I think it's going to be perfect. Yeah, it's, it'll be good for that too. I didn't even think about sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And side note, I found mine on Uline, which is like shipping supply materials. It's like industrial warehouse products. So <laughs> it made no sense. I will put the link in the show notes for it. It's selling at retail. It only comes in blue or coral. So if you have your heart set on a different color, this is not going to be for you. But I was quite excited. And when I found it at retail, I just had to get it because for no particular reason. Was it yeah. wine induced? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last thing we need to talk about is what we've been eating. Again, I feel like this is just a big Instagram plug, but these are a lot of. That's the only place we've been. That's all we talk about. Because it's visual. You have to see these things. We have been on a salad kick big time, which I've jokingly called the summer salad series. And I really don't even know how it started. Uh, my, my broccoli salad started it all. I think think. it did. And I, there's nothing I hate more than cooking in the summer. And I'm trying very hard to get more vegetables in and continue. Cause when I, here's what happens. This is, happens to me every year. It's like the summer backslide. I don't want to cook because it's too hot. So we end up eating out and then we get, we, I mean, we're not ordering in good food. We're ordering in like Mexican food and pizza and all these things. And so I'm trying to be very conscious this summer about not doing that, but I don't want to cook still. So salads seem to be the answer and I'm like really into it right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's, and it's so much easier. Like tonight I didn't have anything planned, but I last night made carnitas in the instant pot and so I'm like oh I could just make a taco-ish salad with what we have and that stopped me from ordering pizza which was the next thing on my list to do Mm -hmm. and I had mentioned a while ago on Instagram that I wanted to start eating more meatless meals but I'm also very picky so it's hard to do that and salad seems to be a good like middle ground of that because there are a lot of veggie like broccoli has a shocking amount of protein in it so there are ways to make really good hearty meatless options in a salad that mm-hmm. are actually even hearty enough to fill up my ogre so like the other night I made a shaved <laughs> a shaved brussels sprout salad with some spinach and I threw some bacon in too, just because I had some cooked. It didn't really call for any, but I mean, let's be honest, bacon isn't filling anybody up. And it looked really small in the bowl. And I was like, it was a Friday night and I had to use up the greens. And I was like, okay, we'll eat this salad. That'll buy us some time until we decide what we're going to order. 
and we split it between us and then we're both kind of like no we're good we don't need to order anything they're kind of you know so I was like oh okay this isn't as bad as I thought it is so the salad summer salad series is kind of knocking no it's kind of killing a lot of (laughs) a lot of birds with a lot of stones for me that's not how that saying goes but (laughs) okay Ramona (laughs) oh gosh all right so that that's that and we are going to get back into our regular swing of things we've got some good guests lined up we've got some good things in the works we're excited for what's to come so thank you for hanging in there with our break and for coming back yeah we love you so much If you like what you just heard, and we hope you do, you can find more of us online at www.okistmoms.com. We're also on all social media platforms, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at okistmomsblog. Or if you want to, you can send us an email at hey at okistmoms.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.